It isn't often that a writer, or any man, is given an opportunity to destroy a figure he's always hated, a character that all his life has cluttered his landscape like a slum. And to be able to do so, and get paid for it to boot, is to be doubly blessed. My hated figure is the Western hero who rides along, thumping his guitar, nasally singing a synthetic ballad, and looking for all the world like a fugitive from a cheap circus. I spit in his milk, and he'll have to go elsewhere to find somebody to pour the lead for his golden bullets. Now, the best way to destroy something bad is to write it down with something better. And I've got a guy I think outclasses any of these phony big hats. His name's Matt Dillon, and his hair is probably red if he's got any left. He'd be handsomer than he is if he had better manners, but life and his enemies have left him looking a little beat up. And I suppose, having seen his mother back about 1840, struggling to take a bath in a wooden washtub without fully undressing, left his soul a little warped. Anyway, there'd have to be something wrong with him, or he wouldn't have hired on as a United States Marshal in the heyday of Dodge City, Kansas. Dodge at that time was the wildest town in America, and it was populated by men just as warped and more so than Matt Dillon. Gunsmoke, brought to you tonight by Plymouth, with an invitation for you to visit a Plymouth dealer's tomorrow. Meet the new Plymouth and enter the big $25,000 contest. When Gunsmoke was sponsored for a single broadcast on November 21st, 1952 by the Chrysler Plymouth Corporation, the show drew a good rating against ABC's This Is Your FBI and was heard by roughly 8 million people. Director Norman MacDonald remembered the cast, which starred Bill Conrad, Parley Bayer, Howard McNear, and Georgia Ellis. One of the mainstays, one of the strong right arms that I had was uh, Bill Conrad. Parley Bear would be an example of a man who, I remember a show that Parle played the lead on, Second Class Passenger, a, a funny kind of lost little man who gets into terrible difficulties in Algiers or Morocco or wherever it was, and Parley was just beautiful. On the other hand, uh, Parley would play a, a little bit of a school teacher or a little bit of a country lawyer or doctor. The same with Oh, somebody like Howard McNair or a young ingenue, uh, Georgia Ellis. If I remember correctly, she was the girlfriend of Will Rogers Jr. on a program called Rogers of the Gazette. After 18 months on the air on October 3, 1953, the critically acclaimed show got sponsorship from General Foods Post Toasties. Post Toasties, the heap good cornflakes, is proud to present Gunsmoke. the sponsorship ended 13 weeks later on December 26th. The show continued to air, sustained by CBS on Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. The next week, on January 2nd, 1954, Gunsmoke broadcast an episode called Stage Holdup.
Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. trip from Hayes City to Dodge was long enough horseback, but by stagecoach, it seemed endless. There were only two passengers besides me, and after the first hour on the road, we stopped talking. Just sat there in silence, waiting for the ride to be over. I'd been up late the last few nights, so I braced myself into one corner of the coach and fell asleep. I vaguely remember the stage pulling to a stop and somebody shouting. But I came fully awake when the door was jerked open and a man behind a bandana stuck a shotgun in my face. Get out of the coach. Hands in front of you. Uh, It'll be a pleasure to blast you open. All right. Take his gun, Charlie. Yeah. Now, stand over there with the driver. You two next. Now, get on out and don't try nothing. How come you didn't start shooting when they stopped me, Marshal? Well, I was sound asleep, Hank. Well, I'm sure glad of that. If we put up a fight, that fellow with a shotgun would have blowed me clean off the seat. Yeah. Yeah. How many up, Martha? Just these two? That's all I've seen. Well, it could be somebody with a rifle hiding in that clump of elder over there. Could be. <laughs> ah, that'll learn him, Charlie. Hey, look. He killed him, Marshal. Yeah, the man was a fool to try that. Go get the box down, Charlie. Right. Take this one to help you. Oh, come on. I'll keep an eye on these two here. Oh, you're a marshal, huh? I am. Well, that greenhorn got himself killed. He shouldn't have tried to shoot Charlie. No, he shouldn't. Not with a little derringer. Charlie got hit. Right in the arm. Yeah, I saw it. I just don't want nobody chasing us for murder. Under the circumstances, it was murder. It was, huh? Well... Then the only thing to do is shoot the whole bunch of you and have done with it. No, you can't do that. Mister, I got a wife and two kids in Dodge. What I hear, Dodge ain't a very good place to raise a family anyway. Look, you're in enough trouble already. Besides, you didn't kill that man. Your partner did. Yeah, that's right. It's Charlie they'll be after. 
How much money is there in that box, driver? I don't know. They never tell me. Well, we'll find out. He's got it open now. Load it in them saddlebags, Charlie. I got an idea. You're new at this game. Look, if a man was holding a shotgun on me and I was unarmed, I wouldn't have no ideas about nothing, Marshal. You always carry a shotgun, mister? Why? We might meet sometime when you don't have one. You're going to make me shoot you yet. Hey, look, your partner's ready to go. Okay. Uh, Don't you make a move till we're out of sight. We'll ride back and kill every one of you. You understand? I guess there's nothing we can do but stand here. That's all, Hank. For right now, anyway. What'd you do, Kitty? Burn your mouth again? Oh, darn it, yes. What do you mean again? Well, it seems like you always do if the coffee's hot enough. Thanks for the sympathy. (laughs) It's as much as you gave me about the stage holdup the other day. All I said was I'm glad you were asleep. You're a lot safer that way. Now, being safe isn't exactly my main goal, Kitty. Yeah, I know. How much money was there, Matt? Two thousand dollars. You'd think they'd have paid a man to ride shotgun. Have you any idea who did it? No, they were both masked. I hear Wells Fargo put up a reward for him. Yeah, there's a thousand dollars for the one who killed the passenger, dead or alive. They must want him real bad. That's not good for business. People getting murdered. What about the other one? Uh, Three hundred for his capture. And uh, if you recover the stolen money, Kitty, well, they'll give you half of it. If I found that money, they'd give me all of it. (laughs) You'll end up in jail yet. Well, the Texas Trail isn't far from being a jail. For me, anyway. I gotta get back there pretty soon, Matt. Sure. Hey, you. Waiter. Come here and take this money or I'll throw it at you. Another gentleman in town. Uh, Kitty, I I don't want to turn around. What does he look like? Well, I, I think it's the one with the black beard over You there. hurt me, waiter. Get over here before I bust your neck. Yeah, that's the one, all right. Is there anybody with him? No, he's alone. And he's leaving now. Oh, good. No, no, don't huh? stare at him. I don't want him to see me. Well, he's not even looking this way. He's going out the door, Matt. Uh, all right, huh? come on. I want to follow him. Okay. Is that him ahead of us there? The big man, yeah. Who is he, Matt? I'm not sure. But he sounds an awful lot like somebody I want. You gonna arrest him? No, not till I'm sure. Maybe not even then. Look, he's going up to docks. Yeah, so he is. Uh, Kitty, I'll leave you here. Okay. Thanks for the supper, Matt. Sure, anytime. Tomorrow? Well, I might be real busy tomorrow. I figured that. So long, Matt. Goodbye, Kitty. That's a serious thing. It sounds like his arm is infected to me. How'd he do it? 
Well, he, he just tore it on some wire. Well, why didn't you bring him into town? It might be gangrene. Is that bad? Bad. He could lose the arm or even die. Where is he anyway? On the prairie, the camp. Ain't there uh, some medicine or something I could take back with me, Doc? Oh, oh. Oh, hello, Matt. Good evening, Doc. Yeah. Uh, oh, go, go right ahead. I, I just came up for a smoke. Oh, sure. Sit down. Sit down, Matt. Yeah. Ah, thanks. Now, look, mister. There isn't a medicine in the world. Never mind. But Doc. I'm telling you... Forget it. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Everything's okay. Yes. You better not wait too long. I'm warning you. I won't. We'll take care of everything tomorrow. So long. Ah, that man's crazy, that's what. No, he's not crazy, Doc. No, you should have heard him. I did. What do you mean, you did? I was outside the door, Doc. Well, he's going under the Oliferganza. I guess he isn't too worried. What's this all about, Matt? Uh, Doc, I'll explain it to you later. Right now, i got to find Chester. Oh, Chester, yes, he's down in the office. I just left him. Oh, good. I sure hope he's had a lot of sleep lately. What's that? He's going to be pretty busy tonight. I'll see you later, Doc. Well, did you follow him all night, Chester? Oh, Mr. Dillon, I'm about ready to drop. Everything's getting hazy. Where is he? In the restaurant there? Yes, sir, that's where he went. He gambled the entire night. I swear I don't know how he stays awake. I can't hardly keep my eyes open. Oh, rub a rouser or tobacco juice on him, Chester. That'll help. Oh, my goodness. He just come out the door. Yeah, he's seen us. Stand steady. Yes, sir. Marshal, I, uh, I got a complaint. Now, is that so? It sure is. I had an idea this man's tracking me all night had something to do with you. Oh, how'd you know I was following you? Mister, you might as well have been wearing snowshoes with cowbells tied on them. Now, that's not true. That's a doggone Never mind, now, Chester, I... never mind. What is your complaint, mister? Well, you... Can't a decent citizen ride into the Dodge and do a little gambling without being haunted by your man here? Well, that depends on how decent the citizen really is. What name do you go by, anyway? My own. Jermo. Jermo? Is that all there is to it? That's all. Yeah. Well, Jermo, I just didn't want you to leave town without my knowing about it. Why not? I ain't done nothing. Well, Doc told me about your partner. The one who tore his arm on some wire. What about him? Well, I'm curious to see if you're going to take care of him, that's all. Well, of course I am. He'll die if you don't hurry. Well, I... I'm going after him. When? Well, it's no business of yours when. Anybody following me is likely to run into trouble. From a shotgun, Chairman? I don't use a shotgun, Marshal. Your partner's dying, Jermo. You're wasting time. And he's dying. He's my partner, not yours. I'll take care of sure. him. Sure. Sure, Jermo. But you better hurry. 
It would take Jimmy Stewart's aversion to Liggett & Myers Tobacco to land Gunsmoke its big sponsor. They wanted to sponsor the six-shooter. Stewart declined, fearful of what a tobacco brand might do to his wholesome image. The six-shooter went off the air, while Liggett & Myers sponsored Gunsmoke, beginning with the July 5, 1954 episode. By 1956, Gunsmoke was the top-rated show on radio. These facts add up to the better we produce, the better we live.